Hallelujah. Uh, if you would with me, t- turn with me tonight to Revelations chapter number 3. We're going to start with verse number 14. Read through verse num- verses 20. <clears throat> I'm so thankful to be here. So thankful to be in the house of the Lord and to feel his presence and his spirit in here tonight. So thankful for each and every one of you that came out tonight to be here in service with us. And when you have it, if you wouldn't mind, please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Starting with verse number 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith saith the amen, the the faithful and true witness of the beginning. Yes, <laughs> the faithful and true witness, See, you know, it happens every time. You guys know by now it takes me a minute just to get going. <laughs> the, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyesalve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. And this is where I want to focus tonight. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. With the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach what he gave me, titled, simply titled, Walk With Him. Father, I thank you for another privilege and opportunity to be in your house and to preach the word as you've given it to me, Lord. I ask, Father, that you would move in this house tonight, Father, that you would be glorified, that none of the glory would come to me, Lord God, but all of it to you, Father, and that you would do what only you could do here tonight, Father. Speak through me tonight this word as you've given it to me, Lord. Anoint my, anoint my words, anoint your word, and speak through me tonight and do what only you can do in this service, God, and let your glory be manifested in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you tonight. <clears throat> now, everyone in this house knows that God is a God who answers prayers. I want to preface that first. And at some point or another, I believe that each person in this house tonight, no matter their age, could testify of a time where they've had or seen somebody with a dire need and saw God move miraculously to meet that need. And there have been several worship sets and services here where the anthem has rang out from this house. I sought the Lord, he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, he heard, and he answered. And I could stand here all night and tell of time and time again of instances of my own 30 years of life where God has met need after need and answered prayer after prayer for me, uh, 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 for me who is just a nobody from nowhere, from southwest Ohio. Hallelujah. And it is what he does and he will always do is answer prayers. Now you say, Austin, where are you going with this? 
in our walk with him, we must always be ever careful that we don't only seek him and spend time with him in prayer when we are needing something to happen in our lives. I didn't think I'd get a lot of amens on that one. That one may have hit you hard. It hit me hard a a little bit at first too. But that we also seek him just to spend time with him, just to be with him, not because we're needing something from him, but that we seek his face and not just his hand moving in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. The, 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 the song that we sang at the end of the worship set, just to be with you, God, just to be with you. Not, 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 I'm, not, I'm not coming to you in prayer just because I have a need and I'm needing a miracle or I'm needing something to happen in my life. But God, I'm coming to you tonight just to be with you. To seek your face. Because if we only seek his hand, we will miss out on the relationship and the intimacy that God desires to have with us when we seek his face. We find the the Laodicean church in our text here tonight in that very place. In verse number 17, they, they had reached a place where they had gotten everything that they wanted out of God and had pushed him to the side and said, I'm rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing. Saying... We've got what we wanted out of God, and we don't need him right now. We'll milk what we've got for all that it's worth, and when we run out, we'll come back for more. I'm going to make a statement here tonight. Friend, God is not a milk cow. He is not a milk cow for you, for us to milk him for all that he's worth and kick him back out to pasture when we feel like we've got everything that we wanted or everything that we needed and just waiting for that to run out, for us to pull him back in, to milk him for what he's worth. Friend, God is a God who longs to have a relationship with us. He longs to have that communion and that fellowship with you and I for you to know know him for me to know him and for him to know us think about that for a moment the God of the universe wants you to know him he wants you to know him he wants you to spend time in his presence to know his voice to hear his voice to spend time with him the very God who hung the stars and called them by name the God who spoke light into existence when there was no light the God who the winds and the waves obey him says I want you to spend time with me and I want to spend time with you I want you to know me and know my voice hallelujah the Laodicean church is where we unfortunately find many churches in America today Christ on the outside knocking and desiring to come in and be on the inside but waiting for the invitation 
waiting for the invitation. He will not come in unless he is invited, and he will not stay in a place where he is not welcome. But he wants you to he wants to let you know that he is still standing there waiting for you to come into his presence, waiting for you to open up the door to your life and to come in and to sup with you and commune with you and to fellowship with you and you the same with him. Hallelujah. They had equated material goods and blessings with the presence and the favor of God. And when they had received everything that they felt like they needed, they said, we're good. We're fine. We have God's favor. We don't need to seek him any longer. And we don't need him right now. I'm not asking for a raising of hands, but think about it for just a moment. How many of us in here have ever found ourselves in that very place where we find ourselves only coming into the presence of God, only coming into the prayer closet, only coming to prayer meetings, and only coming to the altar when we need God to move? I'll be the first to tell you that I have found myself in that place before. I know it's very easy. Life is very busy. All the hustle and bustle of working and having a family and having a, a husband or a wife, having children and trying to doing, going to school and this and that and, and sports. It's very easy to find ourselves neglecting our time with him neglecting our fellowship with him, neglecting our communion with him. But then all of a sudden, when something arises, we somehow find the time to spend with him. I'm not here to, I, the last several times I've preached here and other places, God's been stretching me and giving me some hard words. But this is, I, I prayed and I wrestled with this, and I'm not here to, 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 to I, I feel like I said that the last, like I said, I feel like I've said that the last few times I've preached. I'm not here to beat anybody up tonight. God's been dealing with me on this. How many times is it that all of a sudden where something arises, we find the time to spend with him? I'm not saying that we should, now, 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 now please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that we should not come to him when we have a need. We are to cast all of our cares upon him. And we are to take every situation that we face in life to him in prayer. But there's a problem when we spend time with him when we have a need. And then that need is met. And he doesn't hear from us anymore. And then we come, and he doesn't hear from us anymore. And then we come back to him again when we have another need. The need is met. And he doesn't hear from us again for a while. And so so on and so forth because in that cycle we will become like the Laodicean church and when our needs are met we will say I am rich and have need of nothing yet we are dying spiritually and have no idea. That is seeking his hand and what he can do for us and not seeking his face to build a relationship and intimacy with the one who created us and who has saved us. Listen, I remember just a quick little story. I remember several years ago, my, my good friend, Brother Jeremiah Collins, he was preaching and he told the story where a young man had asked him how long he 
typically spent in prayer each day. And Brother Jeremiah, he, he responded and told the young man how long. And the young man's response was one of shock and disbelief at how much time that he took out of his day to spend in prayer with God. Brother Jeremiah even said that the young man responded, that's just, that's just too much time out of, out of the day. It's just too much time. And Brother Jeremiah's response was, how could you not want to spend time with God? How could you not want to talk with him and spend time with him after everything that God has already done for us. Salvation in itself is enough to give God every moment of every day to him. But he did not stop there. He continues to pour out blessing after blessing, moving time and time again for us. But we still can find ourselves not taking or making time just to spend with him in his presence. All throughout scripture we read, where God wants and desires that relationship and fellowship with us. That's the whole reason that Jesus came. That's the whole reason that he came to this earth was so that he could bridge the gap for us to be in relationship with God, the Father. And our relationship is not meant for God to do all of the talking and all of the answering. He wants to hear from us. He wants to us to talk to him. Listen, you can ask Kyla, in our marriage, not just one of us does all of the talking. We both do the talking to one another. If only one of us did all of the talking, it would not work. We would not ever be able to accomplish anything. We would not ever be able to grow closer together and stronger together and build our relationship and family because only one of us would be putting forth any effort. It would not work. It would not work. <clears throat> and there have been many times where I have came to prayer and brought needs before God. And I don't say this boastful tonight. But there, and, and there will be still plenty of times in the future where I have needs arise in my life and in my family. Where I come to him and say, God, I'm needing you to move. But there has also, <coughs> excuse me. There has also been several times in my life as a Christian where I have came to my prayer closet or where I go to pray and I say, God, I am not bringing anything before you here tonight. I am not bringing any need that I have for before you tonight, but I am just here to spend time with you, to spend time in your presence, God. I just want to build our relationship. I want to know you. I want to hear you. I want to hear you your voice and to know you God I want to walk with you and spend time with you right now hallelujah <clears throat> listen there's been times in life where all of us could say that we have had dire needs where we have had some some situations where we needed God to move and needed miracles to happen in our lives but I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt in those times where I needed him to move but I pushed the, I, I, I pushed my own wants and needs and desires to the side and I said God I, I, I need your hand to move but I'm gonna 
seek your face. I want to seek your face here tonight. And in those times where I said, God, I'm just, I, I know I have these needs, but I just want to get into your presence and I just want to seek your face. That is the times where his hand moved. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, what does the Bible tell us? If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek what? My face. Seek my face. That's when he would move and heal the land. And that's when he would move and his hand would move. When you seek his face and not his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was afraid I wouldn't get too many amens tonight. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, my. I didn't even get any on the joke. <laughs> Have mercy. <laughs> Praise God. Listen, I understand that when I understand when things are bad, it's easy to get ourselves into a slump where it's hard to seek God. I understand that. I understand that when it's, when it's bad, it's hard to, to push through and to get into his presence and just to spend time with him. I understand that. But there has to come a time in our lives where we, where we can just push through and get off by ourselves and rekindle that fire that's inside of us to seek his face and to seek his presence once again. Hallelujah. Listen, we find Jacob in Genesis chapter number 32. He's running from his brother Esau. The Bible says that Jacob was left alone. It says, and Jacob was left alone. I believe what the scripture is telling us is that Jacob was looking to get into the presence of God. Jacob had a whole lot going on in his life at that time. He had cheated his brother out of his birthright. He's been cheated himself out of 14 years of his life for two different wives. Now he's got his brother chasing after him with 400 men to kill him. But he pushed all of that aside. He pushed all of that to the side. He forgot about it for a little while. And he committed to getting into the presence of God and to just walk with God for a while. And I, listen... <clears throat> And what happened? What happened? Jacob pushed all of that to the side, got into the presence of God, and God met him right where he was at. And they wrestled, and they wrestled. Jacob had to wrestle and push, uh, push all of his issues to the side. And then it turned into Jacob wrestling with God, saying, God, I have gotten into your presence. You are here with me now, and I am not going to let you go until you bless me. Hallelujah. When we get into his presence, it becomes a wrestling with ourselves saying, I'm not going to leave his presence, but I'm going to stay here as long as I can. Listen, we find Abraham. We look at Abraham in the book of Genesis. When God comes to Abraham, 
God comes before Abraham and he's, 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 he's telling Abraham what is about to happen to Sodom and Gomorrah. He's telling Abraham that he's about to rain down fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham begins to intercede and spend time with God and say, would you, would you spare it for, for 50, for 40, for 30, for 10? Abraham interceding with God, interceding on behalf. But the thing to note about it is, is that when Abraham stopped interceding, when Abraham stopped praying, that is when the Lord left him. That is when the Lord left. What does that tell us? That tells us that when the presence of God shows up, when we get into his presence, he will stay as long as we stay. Hallelujah. He will stay there as long as we stay in his presence and continue to seek him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I understand that there are plenty of times where we have, a, I already said it, where we have a lot going on and we have problems and we get the busyness of life and we get all kinds of different things pulling us in different directions. But the one thing, friend, that we cannot ever neglect is our time with him. The one thing that we can never let slack off in our lives is our time with him, our time in his presence. In our text tonight, <clears throat> in our text tonight, when he says, I will sup with him and he with me. Sup means to dine or to make a meal. Well, what do you do when you're eating with somebody? You fellowship. You commune with them. You join yourself with them. <clears throat> God says that if you will seek my face and open up that door and join with me, he says, I'll join myself with you. And when he joins himself with you, everything that he has and offers comes with it. Hallelujah. That means that when you've got a lot going on in your life and you've got a lot of chaotic situations going on and you say, God, I'm just here to spend time with you right now. I just need to, I need to get into your presence, God, and I'm going to open up that door of my life and I'm going to, I'm going to, I hear you knocking, God. I hear you saying it's time to get into my presence. It's time to spend time with me and you open up that door. What does that mean that all of the chaos going on in your life peace comes in when he joins himself with you and you join yourself with him and he gives you peace for the chaos you say God I know I got a lot of sadness and a lot of things going on that means that he joins with you and you join with him and joy comes into you joy joins with you as well because in his presence it's the fullness of joy hallelujah Hallelujah. How many's how many's hearing me tonight? Is any is anybody getting what God is trying to say tonight? Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I'm getting a little bit nervous up here. <laughs> Hallelujah. But to sup with him and to join with him, he will join himself with you. Hallelujah. It's the plan of God and the will of God for us to walk with him and to join with him and commune with him and fellowship with him. It has been the plan of God from the very beginning. 
That's why he created man. He created mankind. He created Adam and Eve to spend that fellowship with him. Hallelujah. It's his plan. It's his will from the beginning. We find Adam even after the fall and after he and Eve had sinned and God still shows up at their normal meeting location to still walk with Adam in the cool of the day, just like they had time and time again. And I'm here to tell you tonight, just going off on a little side trail, if you find yourself where you're in a fall right now, where you may have messed up and made a mistake, friend, God still wants to walk with you. He still wants to walk with you. God showed up in the cool of the day to meet with Adam after he had sinned and fell. And he says, Adam, where are you? Where are you, Adam? Adam, where are you? Listen, friend, he's looking for you tonight. If you've messed up and made that mistake, he's still looking for you tonight. He is all-knowing, and he knew that Adam and Eve had sinned. He knew that Adam and Eve had, Adam and Eve had fell, but he still showed up. I'm here to tell you tonight, friend, if you've messed up and made a mistake, don't wait on God to call out to you and say, where are you? But meet him right where you always meet him and say, God, I messed up. Where are you? I need to get into your presence. I need to get into your presence. And I need that grace. I need to exchange that, that, that fallen mistake and join myself with you and receive grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up here tonight. If you would, go ahead and come to the music and help me. <coughs> Hallelujah. 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 I remember reading in the scriptures and studying... <clears throat> uh, a couple years ago in the book of Exodus there's a scripture where it says that each man was gathered together based on his own hunger based on his own appetite you say Austin where are you going with this give me just a second <clears throat> each person they all gathered together based on their own desires for the food that was put before them. Tonight, friend, in this altar call, the presence of God is here. God is in this house. He is here longing and desiring for you to spend time with him and fellowship with him. But how much you get of his presence and how much you get of what he is offering tonight is based on your own desires, based on how much you want of him. Listen, I already said it. When Abraham was in the presence of God, it doesn't say how long, it doesn't say the amount of time, how long that he was there in the presence of God or how long God stayed there. But had Abraham stayed there for another two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten hours, God would have still stayed right there with him and stayed with him. Listen, friend, you can come to this altar. You can stay for five minutes. You could stay for ten minutes. You could stay as long as you want to. 
and God will still meet you and still, still, his presence will still be right here until you've had all that you desire, until you've had all that your filling is. If you would stand with me here tonight. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tried to deliver this word as best as I could the way that God gave it to me. It could be just for me here tonight. Hallelujah. But where I believe that God is taking this church, we need to grow our... Where I believe that God is taking this church, we need... To grow our relationship with him. We need to learn and to know his voice. We need to spend that time with him. And strengthen our prayer time with him. We need to know how to get into his presence. We need to know how to stay into his presence. Or we need to know how to stay in his presence. And we need to know how to lead others into that presence. Hallelujah. We need to seek his face. And let it start here tonight. If you're in this house and you say, Austin, I've been struggling and I've been struggling with my time with him. Friend, let tonight be that night that you say, God, I'm just here to spend time with you. I'm just here to spend time in your presence. If you say, Austin, I, I do that. I spend time in his presence every single day. Don't let today be any different. Spend a little more time in his presence. Hallelujah. This altar is open here tonight. Come and seek the face of God. Spend some time in his presence. If you have a need here tonight, I'm not discouraging you from bringing that need to him. But what I am saying is, friend, if you need have a need tonight, seek his face. Seek his face and see him move in that need. Hallelujah. Everybody, we want to say thank you for watching today. We pray that this message blessed you. And if it did, please feel free to subscribe. Stay up to date with what we're doing here, as well as follow us on our other social media platforms. Help us reach more people across this world for Christ. We love you all. We pray that you have a blessed day. And we pray that we see you again soon. God bless.